This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. Just getting out for the walk. It's the afternoon. And I'll be doing a a bunch of um, online things. One of them uh, being a an interview. <clears throat> I, I'm not sure if it's an inter- interview or a questionnaire because because I'm not there. It almost feels like um, statistics, you know, where you're sent. The government sends you a a bunch of questions to answer. Uh, regardless, though, I, I asked the questions, and then the answers are provided and then they're put up on the internet. <clears throat> and I, ha- I had an interesting moment of, of thinking about... It's like, oh, well, how, how much longer will I be doing this? Why? Because uh, these things have a shelf life. And so... I was thinking, I was like, yeah, you know, how long am I... I think the podcast will continue in one way or another, but it's already uh, changed shape, and it's still connected. There's still... Say, the the questions, the questions have my interest uh, in them. You know, my... the. They are, they are my questions, the questions I ask myself, <clears throat> and that I'm interested in hearing from other other writers, other authors. I just contacted a, a poet that I know through Twitter um, and, and invited them to answer the questions uh, in their own way. So, topic... What is a story? Uh, I was thinking, when I was just leaving the the house, I was thinking uh, non-structure, right? Say, even though it's not posed that way, I've, I've I've been involved in conversations, I've been on the periphery of conversations, or just even statements that writers are making. And one such statement uh, via is is Johannes Steger, the the fantasy and coffee guy, and he was he was advocating or championing. It's <laughs> just about to walk into a into a. Um, what is it called? I was going to say a, th- a threnody of children, but that's not right. It's like a, it's like a gaggle, right? Uh, uh, a caterwall? Not quite. But anyways, so I'm taking a detour, and uh, it could be interesting. Interesting background stuff. Well. So yeah, Johannes. So Johannes was basically saying, "Hey, don't." I th- I think he was saying, "Don't sell out." You know, be honest and authentic. And if people shoot you down and you know are against it, you know, stay true to that. The great thing about it is that, what is it? Uh, number one, Johannes is studying writing, like you know, studying it at a scholarly level. So. You know, number one, he's saddled with you know, strict, the strict regime, the strict um, tenants, uh, literary. You're studying literary fiction, or or what has become literary fiction, right? It's become part of the canon, as they say. But then, he, like, say, this is my sort of how I 
have picked up what he's doing and where he's from. But that he has... It's not like he's just fresh out of high school and wide-eyed. Not that Johannes is bleary-eyed, but... I, from my perspective, he's lived a little, he's had experiences, uh, and that's shaped the direction that he's, he's headed, headed in. And two, there's, I, I had, I think, something similar. Um, of course, different, but similar. Uh, in, in that I, like say, I went back to school in my early 30s. Uh, and two, it wasn't back to school. It was uh, me in pursuit of education, very specific. Yeah. So here's here's Johannes uh, advocating the, the the personal, right? The uh, not the mechanical, not the mechanics, but one's own authenticity. Because I, I believe he was saying, you know, be authentic, be you. <clears throat> that said, it, that's tough. Uh, I've already encountered people who are... Mm, they have a very specific notion of what it is that we're doing. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because you know I I'll have moments where it has to be you know this way a story is this way or you know what makes a good story uh, so I'll have lots of thoughts about it but bottom line it's yours and you know bottom line you decide do you want to do you want to sell out do you want to do it for the money do you want to uh, allow someone to guide you. Uh, do you want to take the reins yourself and, you know, okay, I've had enough? Or not even, not even get involved in the, the rodeo that is publishing. Uh, and uh, that's something that I'm wrestling with now. And I, I think it's just always wrestled with that, you know, you have these options. Are you going to stay true? Right? Are you going to write something that is that you need to write, or are you going to are you going to go and imitate? Uh, I really though think that you eventually that you've got to you've got to uh, that you you are confronted with what is uh, important and essential to write about. Uh, I had this uh, response, actually, for Johannes, and it took me a couple of days to kind of clarify. And my response had to do with... So my, my, my thinking was that uh, there's the initial uh, pouring out, right? So if you pour yourself into the story, or not, you know, you're very careful and you don't, you don't allow it to be personal. I, I still, I think it's so difficult not to, but, but I can remember. I can remember writing things and intentionally staying away from myself and uh, myself, my life. But there was this feeling all the time Right, so, so my response to Johannes was that it, it's, it's in the drafting. Uh, the first draft can be a nightmare, but there's also the potential of just letting go, enjoying it, making lots of mistakes and errors, maybe making notes, things like, say... Um, you know, uh, one of them, I think this was Jean Lee, and she, I think she does, I, I think it's, there's something she makes these notes, she writes something in capitals, and for her that's the, the signal to, to go back, 
and um, or say when she's you know doing the second draft, whatever, to go back and to um, <clears throat> fix, fix it up. But it's a way just of moving on. <laughs> uh, vicious miniature dogs. There's only a you know a thin a thin thread of fence between myself and the vicious miniature dog. Right, so uh I responded with, you know, it's amazing because you, once again you get this opportunity to go over, you get to, you get a second chance and a third and a fourth. You, you can go for years. There's another writer, oh, last name's Chris, anyways, he's back east Canada. I believe he's a teacher and he's doing he he started doing it uh, historical you know and then I, th- I think it was say like you know first draft or something it's historical and then he feels this need to shift it into fantasy why why, why alter your initial vision and why uh, why do uh, something I, I just waved through emergency response team. Uh, that's great. That made my day. Not really. Uh, but yeah, you, that you say you start, you do something, you have something in mind, and then, and then it breaks open. And I've mentioned in writing TV that. They call it breaking the story. And I've mentioned how right now that I've 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 broken I've broken part of the story. And it's getting closer. It feels like it's getting closer to the the truth, which is interesting. I think just what last week I saw someone was having a great time with their first draft and very impressed. And I was like, oh. <laughs> because it's, uh, no, you know, it's not, it's not ready. But there's also a question of, how, you know, how, how long, how many drafts do you do? Uh, when do you know exactly? And I, I, get, I, th- I think that that's where you get outside help. Uh, I got some, I got some feedback just recently, and I could, I, I could tell almost from, almost from the not from the start, but from when I got the feedback, the way the communication was going. I just had this notion. I was like going. Oh, that we're not connecting, right? This is not, this is not the story for the person. And again, that's part of the process. Is you know, you you're looking, you're not just looking for one person, but you're looking for the person for the st- story, because say, you know, you could be telling one story and then decide, you know, oh, I, I really want to change gears and shift and and it becomes a story that a critique partner say it's you know no I'm not into this I can't do this uh, they may try but that they're really steering it uh, in a different direction And again, uh, to say to have a critique partner, where 
that there's the that the communication is good where they're able to say hey look this isn't the story for me i like this other stuff rather than having them wade in and attempting to fix it and i think that gets back to what johannes was saying about uh the authenticity Uh, it's tough. I'm just remembering my agent. Uh, where I took, where I took the story, uh, my agent didn't want to go with me. So <clears throat> they were okay up to a point when they were working on on it with me, guiding me basically. But when I decided, okay, I have to, you know, I've got to do this to be authentic. Uh, that it was no longer something that they were interested in. Also, too, their focus had changed at the agency. They had been interested in doing MG, then they moved up to YA. And uh, so there was other changes going on as well. Right. Right. So why did Johannes send this missile spelled M-I-S-S-A-L this missive uh, it's one of the two I think I think I think there's a I think, I think both are words anyways also too I'm thinking of M-I-S-S-I-L-E as in you know a rocket or a weapon <clears throat> I guess it, I guess a missile is anything that is sort of cast Throne. Right, so I sort of had a, a, the impression, the feeling that, that he's is coming from a personal place, <clears throat> and it might have been maybe say six months ago that we had started talking that there's this dialogue about writer's block. It may have come from a video that he did, but I, but I remember an exchange and we that we were discussing exactly what it is. And, and it coming up that, say, there's things happening in, in our lives right now where you have the option... Like, say, do you want to... Do you want to uh, discuss it on paper? Do you want to think about it and contemplate it? And there's a question there, you know, well, is that good story material? There's an argument that all of the characters, the setting, much like a dream, if you're thinking of dream analysis, all of the characters in the setting are the writer, that it's the writer interacting with themselves, it's it's a process of figuring something out. In my case, it's impossible. It's undoable unfathomable uh, and yet you know I've, I've gotten some excel, excellent feedback excellent uh, excellent advice excellent feedback that has uh, assisted but at the same time it's, it's sort of beyond beyond comprehension so for me, it makes sense, you know, sit down and it's, it's, you know, peering into your own mind, peering into the things you struggle with and ultimately what you need versus what you want, you know, this, the, the great conflict, uh, the person versus themselves. <clears throat> Just to extend it as well, the, the writer 
wanting something, you know, you want to make a sale. You want uh, approval, appreciation, like say fans. You want uh, accolades, awards. You want an agent. You want a publisher. You want a bestseller. You want a series of bestsellers. You want movies and toys. And, and those, those are all desires versus the, versus the need. You know, what is it that you need? What is, this, what is it that you need? The story that you need to tell. That's tough. It's really tough. <clears throat> uh, and I, I think that Johannes is serving it up. That, you know, he's going through his own stuff right now. Uh, heavy stuff and uh, disability, pain. This sort of the struggle of, um, well, what are you going to do, right? What can you do? So it's sort of reassessing and hey, hey, uh, making, making light, making, making light in the darkness, or hope, hope in the doubt. Uh, you know, I can only assume I'm not, I'm not in his shoes, um, but I share, I share, uh, and of course, differences, right? So I can only go from my own experience, especially where I'm at right now. And <clears throat> and, and two, it's it's changing. There's this shift. Uh, you know, oh, you know, I'll go write a book has now become, you know, oh, I'm going to get inside my my mind and I'm going to I'm going to make something there. Uh, that fulfills this need I have. It's such a it's such a loaded, powerful word to um, authentic, because right away you can jump to uh, fake. You know, you're not you're not being real. You are not being authentic. You are being an imitation, or there's there's that phrase, a couple of words, sellout. Uh, it's safe or safer. <clears throat> <laughs> For me, it feels like I've I blow up the bridges behind me that I've you know sort of I've crossed. There's no going back. I, you know, it, now it's you know less and less likely of me digging my way out of this. Not even that I'm digging my way, but you know I've I've sort of crossed these bridges, built these bridges, found these bridges, these ways to to get across. And, and and as I go, I've, I've you know obliterating them. Right? It's like I'm no, I'm not going back. I'm not. And yet, difficult, difficult to put yourself out there to tell a story that is authentic. The thing, though, is that the world needs it. And once again, I'm sort of treading over well-trodden ground. Uh, yeah, in, in, in new and different ways, but still coming back to, coming back to the familiar, familiar themes.
do we have to be authentic? No! There are many books, possibly even most books, are not. Or that they say, they have elements, they have those moments in the story where you go and you feel, and you go, whoa, that was important, that felt true. Kind of like, I think it's Ursula K's, Ursula K. Le Guin's unicorns, right? They're, they're not real, they're true. They have a truth, you know, that there's, there's something important there. With, within the non-existent, the imagined, the fantastical. I remember hearing a couple people, um, one person I interviewed for the convention, local convention, and <clears throat> they said they don't like dragons, right? They just, they're a sci-fi person. They want something that is more real, more, more realistic, not magic. And that uh, magic worries them, or magic, you know, there's, there's less of a chance there, really, there's no chance. Even with was it Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke who said that um, he was talking about advanced technology and that from a lower technology it seems like magic. I'm paraphrasing. But just some, something that's closer to home. That's what I'm thinking, and 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 for this the f person I was interviewing, that you know they did not, that was not their connection. <clears throat> uh, also, I remember it was either talking with or reading. It's another writer on Twitter, and that they, for them it was, it was elves, elves, the fairy folk. And, and they, they uh, called it creepy. They said it's, it's creepy. Whereas for me, that I have, I have this perspective, and this looking at it, that's getting into the psychological, that it had, versus um, some other people who haven't gone that route. You know, they're not interested in reading Tolkien's essay. They are, you know. They, they're using it, you know, for their own purpose, for their own way, and, and that works for them. <clears throat> Part of it felt like trying to convince someone, you know, to join the cause. So what does it mean to, to write something authentic? Uh, in my case, uh, it's trauma. Uh, it's, uh, it's childhood trauma, and it's uh, childhood trauma basically is sort of a sustained gaslighting and uh, silencing, etc., etc. But sort of say, you know, I have sat down and attempted to tell that story, and it's not going to happen. Uh, or at least now, and that the, let's say, I'm using. I'm using writing, and I'm using, I'm using writing, I'm using the genre of fantasy, and so on and so forth. It's uh, tools, uh, it's uh, therapy, moving towards individuation, it's, a, it's Jungian concept uh, that, that works for me. It works for me, it makes sense. But look, I don't think that I don't think that Johannes is sitting there and saying, you know, okay, boss, you gotta write about that specific event. 
say, it, I could write it about an event, I could write about a character, a backstory, and, and to me, that it makes sense. Da -da -da -da. Like, say, that it resonates, um, but that I'm able to do it. I'm able to uh, have that uh, conversation. Uh, on paper. It could be just, also too, it could be just the first draft, uh, but I have had it pop up later while I'm editing. So I'll do the, you know, the first draft, like Terry Pratchett, first drafts for me, and then, and then later, also, I'll have, I'll have experiences where, you know, the scene that is meaningful to me uh, say, it, it might shift, it might change, and then another scene suddenly has this importance for me, right, that I read into it. So I'm not, I'm not telling the same story. I think I've talked about this before, that there's an episode about this, and it, that it's not about, it's, it's the, you know, write what you know, <clears throat> but you know, that you're not um, obligated you know, to, tell, to tell your history uh, exactly, verbatim. <clears throat> and some people do. Uh, I've, read, I've read some online journal entries, some, I've read memoirs uh, where people talk about their experience. And heavy, heavy stuff that, you know, they feel, you know, okay, I want to get it out there, I want to have it known. For me instead, it's, it's been this podcast, and I'll, I'll talk about, I'll talk about real stuff here, and I'll, I've mentioned uh, elsewhere, I've mentioned in a couple interviews, but it's not, it's not going to pop up in my writing, I'm just thinking ahead, is that true? <laughs> Uh, also, too, I, I do have characters who are dealing with stuff, and and what? But it's different. How so? Uh, it's fictional, and, and and that's that's a great comfort in that it's not it's not real. Perhaps to the purist, they, they would look at that and go, like, say, the memoirist, they would say, oh, well, you know, that's not good, that's not authentic. And, I, you know, there's an argument there. What's the argument? I, I'm just trying to remember where I heard it, but it was that even in the memoir, you could be writing the most, you, you know, attempting to get... Um, to the most, say, accurate reporting, or your journalists say, or, you know, you were there at the event, and you're writing things down, uh, slowly, it, it, it ought to build up that there's a bias, you know, and how do you, how do you sort of pull back from that bias? How do you cease to shape every description that you make is a bias, just saying it's one way or the other. You know, you... The only thing, say, like say, I'm, I'm walking between some green grass right now on either side of the sidewalk, and it's green. As soon as you make comparisons, it's shaping the experience uh, in one way, the other, uh, other alternative uh, perceptions. Uh, the if you're using a narrator, they have their biases. They are they are they your biases? You know, are you are you shaping how things are seen? Does it matter? I'm just I'm just getting into well, what is the what is the reality of the situation? Thinking of my own experience uh, with my community and these. 
as they call themselves, or some of them do, veterans of the counterculture, uh, you know, that they had very different experiences, even amongst themselves. And then versus uh, myself and the other survivors of, of child abuse in their community, which is now our community, that, uh, yeah, there have been different responses. There have been some responses that have been supportive, you know, and some that have been standoffish. Uh, some, you know, I, you know, I never knew about it. Whereas others uh, have gone to the, you know, extreme of gaslighting uh, or doing uh, behavior response. Like, I'm, I'm trying to describe it politely. Responses, say, that are narcissistic, um, mind games, that's a polite way of saying it. Uh, covert or cryptic gaslighting. And into that they have to, right? That Because if they acknowledge the... Uh, if they acknowledge what happened, suddenly it's their responsibility. Suddenly that they're, you know, cast in a bad light, and uh, they look bad. It's, you know, it's all about saving face. So there's many different ways of uh, telling the story. And two, is that my responsibility? Is it my responsibility to? honor these uh, really young adults, really, you know, some of them just out of high school, really. Uh, Uh, sad too to see some of my childhood friends burying us, you know, burying the uh, their survivors. That even for them, it is so difficult. It is so difficult to acknowledge uh, the negligence, the abuse, the promotion of mental illness. They can't, right? Um, and too, I I lived. You know, I was a supporter for such a long time. I was sort of, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, look, it's so wonderful, it's so great. But, you know, all the time holding this secret, you know, our secret. <clears throat> you know, if, you, if you're quiet long enough, it'll just go away. It's very supportive uh, to to get that sort of to be included in that conversation by Johannes, uh, but also very difficult. Uh, uh, it's essential, and uh, I need it. I know I need it, uh, but it's it's difficult. It's difficult to sort of to carry that, and I was. I was doing some, an interview just the other day with this lovely, uh, now older couple. Uh, a couple of beautiful people in, uh, in the local uh, science fiction convention uh, scene. People who love, you know, stories and storytelling and into um, the literature of the fantastic, right? You know, not, you know, movies, TV shows, right? But using one's own imagination and, and being given this opportunity, it's like, you know, let's, let's have this experience. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, I think we were wrap, wrapping up the conversation. And, yeah, I was leaving. And there was a sort of a final question about 
my timeline, like say sort of the schedule of things. And it was, it was, it was fantastic because I felt comfortable. They made me feel comfortable enough uh, that I could say, well, you know, I've got PTSD and, you know, when I'm on and uh, when I'm not on the low part of the cycle, you know, I can do amazing things. And uh, so that's when it's going to happen, right? And truly, I, I've just come out of, right? Not, and to who knows <laughs> if, 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 if the low part of the cycle is over. Uh, but it was fantastic to hear myself, to hear myself own it, right? And, and take responsibility, let others know clearly where I'm at, feeling safe enough to do that. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that they they gave me that experience. I think that it might be the first the first time that that's uh, that's happened in a social setting. I've I've let people know. I've let people know about it uh, online, and I'm just trying to think if I've done a video about it. I've d definitely done podcasts, especially dealing with my deceased uh, childhood friend, Corby Cuff, and then, the, and then the risk and the danger uh, coming up because of that. Right now, while the iron is hot. I, I thought I was communicating with the other person who was waiting across the street, but I, I, I think I just added to the confusion. Okay, all right. Why? Because I was waiting at the intersection to cross this busy street. Okay. Uh, also, too, my, my plan is to, in, in future panels, uh, you know, ho you know, hopefully, uh, I can see it happening again. But to to be authentic in that way, and to um, to use it, to hold it, and to Uh, to claim it, right? So that, say, there's a little introduction that happens at the beginning of the uh, yeah, the convention, the science fiction convention panels, the literary science fiction convention panels. That's a distinction. But there's a, there's a, a moment, an opportunity to identify. Like, not just say, oh, my name is Moss, I wrote a book. And it got published. <laughs> and uh, that's amazing. <laughs> How do, how do, I actually had another <clears throat> a writer. Uh, and to uh, someone in my, in my community, this CRCA Cobb community. And he, and he asked that. I showed him the book and he said, how'd you do that? Right? <clears throat> And honestly, I, I, made it, I made a sacrifice, right? I decided, you know, that at this point, it's not about the money. That's kind of a fool's errand, right? To not have any, uh, not have any exposure, right? Go to the top first instead of, you know, have, having some kind of foundation built up. Which uh, some people do it by short stories, and novel, like they go short stories, then they go into novels. Or in my case, it's, you know, a novel, and hopefully move on from there. But yeah, that you know, on the panel that I want to, when it's my when it's my little, you know, you get about a minute or something, not even. You're not supposed to go on and on, 
but uh, so you know, I'd say my name, introduce my book, you know, and say, uh, you know, I have PTSD, and I'm a survivor, right? To make it sort of clear about where we are at. If you asked me uh, a couple of years ago, that would not even be on the plate. And but things have changed drastically. I maybe even push it back a bit farther. Uh, the, the sad part of the equation is that, hey, uh, that there's the communication with uh, childhood friends. There's no, there's no communication really. Uh, we can't, right? There's no vocabulary, and you know I've sort of reached out. I've said this and that, you know. But uh, really, what do you say, right? <laughs> uh, and two, it's not safe. Right, you know that's that's how that's how we were uh, made. That's how we were shaped. <clears throat> um, is it take it like a man? Well, I have, and now I'm I'm taking it, and. I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe doing what a real man, uh, a good person, a human being would do, should do. There's the should word, but, you know, to, to protect others, uh, to honor the young person that I was and, and the, the, my childhood friends, uh, especially those who cannot be, right, and to sort of go... Look, you know, you can do it. You can throw off the uh, the self-hate. You can uh, you can let go of it. You don't have to carry their, you know, the the cycle of violence, the cycle of, of abuse. But I also know that you know that they are. I can't I can't change them. And, uh, yeah, my responsibility is to myself. Sort of, you know, sort of convincing myself, right? You know, come on, you know this is the right thing to do. This is the ethical and moral thing. It totally wins the argument, hands down. And it, it, a hundred percent, has oozed, leaked, um, those aren't the right words, um, permeated, there's better words. It's sort of like uh, really great words to express, to express the, the joy of it, right? To express the saving a life. being able to put aside the the identity that existed and you know to let it go so yeah the story of course the story doesn't have to be about you know 100% you know the realistic for me, that's not the story. The story is... Um, why? Because it's a tragedy. It's... You know, my... My old friend is dead. Uh, I couldn't stop it from happening. And to, like, say... You know, I'm you know ill-equipped, you know, and you know, say the things that I did were stunted. You know, it's uh, and I can go well. It's not my fault, but sort of, uh, but also you know to be authentic about it and sort of, well, what kind of a 
headspace you know do you have to have to you know to go to make a difference to say to say the thing uh, to be the person to stand up and say I object upon humanitarian grounds uh, So, it, it, I th- it, the distinction too is that, what is it? It's my story, but it isn't me. So there's that distinction. Because um, I, re- I, remember, I remember doing that, and I remember seeing somebody, hearing them, that they were talking about it, that they felt, it felt so important to them. But that it's a process, it's not over, you know, you don't write the thing and, you know, it, everything I am is sort of poured into this work and therefore the work is me. It's like, no, no, no. It goes on. You go on to the next one. And you continue to do the work. The work's not over. You know, whatever uh, growth that you've experienced, it's going to be in jeopardy because the the exercise, the practice, is over, right? You, you know, if, if you truly have, if it truly is you, then you can just put it aside and stop writing. And, you know, you don't have to put it out there for anybody to read because you, know, you have achieved you know, perfection in this one literary act. Let's see if I can get around these uh, guys here. All right, all right. A splitting of ways. It's interesting, too, to see this um, bunch of teenagers smoking cigarettes and looking like, uh, um, what is it, the young rebels that they are. Right. So... Authentic in these eight minutes. The reader can tell, the reader knows when you're being authentic. You'd have to try really hard to not be. The other thing, too, is that it's easy to read the writer in the sense of the author, in the sense of. <clears throat> knowing uh, where they're at and uh, where they're willing to go you know how much are they how much uh, are they uh, uh, able to go ahead uh, how much are they uh, willing to serve if that's the right word tennis and other otherwise thinking that everybody must be out of school by now. Just thinking of these young guys with their cigarettes and and marveling in a way. And, and just going, you know, it, it sort of you could get away with it when you were younger. And two, I'm sort of thinking you know, well, maybe they're coming from a different place, that maybe that... The other part of it is is looking at it and going, wow, these guys are mentally ill, right? That they are... They're using this drug, because it is a drug, and they're engaging in addictive behavior. Uh not knowing how to cope, right? This is their coping mechanism. You know, going to uh, self-medicate. 
into. Uh, you might not be on board with that, but that's where I'm from. It actually, yeah, it actually means something. <clears throat> uh, and for me, being authentic means to, you know, to go deep into the darkness and to understand it. Like have, being able to, you know, number one, talk about it, um, critique it, to compare and contrast, to juxtapose, and ultimately coming away with coming away with something rather than having been there and going wow, there's nothing it's like, nope but it's also it's also difficult it's not uh, I I think that's too why I'm in fantasy, because it's just so difficult and impossible and upsetting uh, that say I can this is this makes it approachable for me, right it's a cartoon it's not real and and so for me, that's how I can do it that's how I can be authentic, otherwise it I just can't. And I empathize with my childhood friends, and I, I, I sympathize. And there's questions there too of like, well, why not be like them and do what they're doing? Why not cope in the same way that they're coping? Ultimately, something happened that um, created a difference. And I'm, I'm just sort of going through the list of them. Um, and for me, I think it's, it's a bunch of things. Uh, primarily, it's my, it's my biological father. And the, that he, first of all, that he... Uh, That, well, and to that he was arrested, that he went to jail, that he was a criminal, and that the relation, like say his relationship, like you know the father-son relationship, that ended. Uh, also, and to that my mother, it was like they were working. It was like a an agreement, a dance. They decided that you know it was over and that uh, he was out of the picture, and. Uh, another guy uh, attempted to take take the place to sort of fill the void, but that's that's, a, that's really tough. What is this? What is okay? So I'm, so I'm where I need to be. <laughs> But uh, I'll just finish up here. In this noisy neck of the woods. And, and that's, a, that's a difference between uh, my childhood friends and I. That uh, I, I think that that's for me is the catalyst and that that is what differentiates us. Let's say, my childhood friends uh, have things uh, that I don't, and vice versa. I have, I have skills, survival skills that, that they don't. You know, I have had to get through stuff that, that they can't uh, comprehend. And there's a great amount of, of affection that is uh, shared. Uh, anytime I see them, I have, I have the utmost. I have, 
I have a lot of heart for them. And uh, if they called me, I would drop everything. I would attempt to do my best. Unfortunately for some of them, that they are... That it would have that it has to be minimums, or say something like, say, you know, I'll help you. I'll you know, set up. I'll I'll get you into rehab. I'll do what I you know do what I can. But at the same time, right? They they don't they don't come to me um, because I th- I think it's that they would have to acknowledge and that they would have to face on some level. Right, that they would have to go, yeah, you know, at least for Moss, and that that's too, that's too painful, too shameful. Well, thank you for listening. It's been, it's been authentic, <laughs> um, but it it helps me. It does. Uh, it's like cleaning out the tubes, right? Getting the gunk out whatever kind of tube you want to think of, uh, fallopian or rifle barrels. Uh, and, and I find myself saying things, I find myself hearing things, uh, uh, sometimes too, you know, things that I'm not ready, uh, places where I'm not ready to go, or just even to hear myself kind of clarify, you know, this is why... I write in this genre, and uh, it it allows me to do things that otherwise I am unable to. It provides a, a solace, where I say other uh, other genres for me seem you know fake or um, inauthentic. There's there's the use of the word there. All right, take care. <laughs>